Would you join me in a word of prayer? Dear Lord, we recognize that you are in charge of our lives. We ask that you might bring this story to life for us today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I was watching my niece, my brother's daughter, a beautiful two-year-old named Belin. We call her Belle. And my brother also has a 65-pound dog named Tallulah. Belle loves to play with Tallulah. The dog licks her and loves her, and Belle hugs her and tugs on her and jumps on her. But during meals, this relationship will become especially close. Tallulah, the dog, knows that food has a tendency to fly off this two-year-old's high chair and onto the floor. So Tallulah stands next to Belle, tail wagging, waiting for the food to fall. Belle, on the other hand, has noticed the way Tallulah waits, the way she'll eat anything Belle gives her. So when there's something on her plate that Belle doesn't like, she'll slip it off her plate and into the dog's mouth. (laughs) My brother, being more aware of nutrition and manners than his daughter, will say, Now, Belle, the broccoli is for you. And she'll nod her head. But when he turns to grab a roll, a piece of broccoli slips accidentally from the plate, and the only evidence is Tallulah chomping on something green. It's a story familiar, right, to anyone who's interacted with children. In your superior wisdom and experience and understanding of the world, you tell a child to do something. They hear you. You turn around, turn back, and they are doing the opposite of that thing. The dogs got the broccoli. You were so sure you were in charge. After all, you pay the bills. You've got gray hair. You've had a real job. You're an adult. (laughs) You were sure you are in charge. But the child, they often disagree. God says, go to Nineveh because I want to save them. And Jonah says, ah, no. You see, I hate the people from Nineveh, and I don't want you to save them. I'm going this way instead. He gets on a boat and sails the opposite direction. God being in charge is never convenient. It's not. God calls Jonah. Nineveh has become so wicked that he's going to destroy them, wipe them off the map. Jonah wants that to happen. They are national enemies, and Jonah is from the chosen nation, Israel. He wants Nineveh to be destroyed. But God has a different plan. First, God is going to send Jonah to preach against them and give them the chance to repent and change. For Jonah to go, he would be working for the good of his enemies. He would need to forgive them enough to try and save them. He would be inviting his enemies to be a part of God's family. Imagine a boy standing before the ticket taker at a circus. He wants to go to the circus, and the ticket taker says, Son, aren't you going in? I don't have any money. He stands outside, consoling himself with the sounds of what's going on inside the tent. The ticket taker, in a moment of generosity, says, Come tomorrow after school. We're having a matinee. I'll let you in for free. He couldn't pay attention the next day in school. School lasted a hundred years. When are we going to go to the circus? When will it be over? Finally, the bell rings, and down to the circus ground he goes, standing before the ticket taker, waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally, the ticket taker says, All right, boys and girls, you can all go in. 
the boy looks around, and there must be 40, 50 other kids who walk in. He turns and walks away. The ticket taker runs to him and stops him and says, wait, wait, aren't you going in? It's free. And the boy says, I don't think I want to anymore. Why? There's something about feeling that you're the only one that is dulled a bit when you discover that someone has said every one. Jonah did not want his enemies to become part of God's family. He didn't want someone to become every one. But God is in charge of creation. He established the laws of the universe, laws of physics, of biology. The stars continue to obey his laws. The planets continue to obey the laws of orbit. The tide continues in and out. The earth continues to rotate. Animals continue to obey. Galaxies continue to obey God's law. Since time began, they have obeyed. But we, humans, disagreed. Jonah goes this way instead. And we do too. We reject God's authority over our lives, but God is still in charge, which is why he doesn't let Jonah run. God sends a storm, and because the wind and rain know that God's in charge, the storm goes. Then God sends a giant fish. Hebrew didn't have a word for whale, but this sounds like a whale to me. So God diverts a whale into the Mediterranean Sea, and because the whale knows that God's in charge, it goes. It scoops Jonah out of the water. So I picture Jonah, soaked with slobber, smelling like whatever this thing had for lunch, riding on the tongue of a whale. That's how Jonah travels to Nineveh. When they get there, the Hebrew actually says the whale throws him up. Which means... He's not the only thing that lands on the beach. The whale leaves him covered in a parting gift. In the end, Jonah lets God be in charge. He doesn't like it. He doesn't enjoy it. The story ends with him grumpy. He preaches to Nineveh and they repent. So Nineveh is alive, which he didn't want, because he didn't want someone to be everyone. He was eaten by a whale, and a whale threw him onto a beach. He's hundreds of miles from home. He let God be in charge. He saved a city, but he wasn't happy about it. This story, I think, is supposed to let us laugh at our attempts to run from God. Laugh at how caught up we can be in wanting our own way. Laugh at how God will work to bring us around. Laugh at how we know better than God does. Laugh that Jonah tried to run, got caught in a storm, eaten by a whale, thrown up on the beach, and still ended up doing exactly what God wanted. You've seen this. You've laughed at the kids and students who have ended up doing exactly what you told them to, even if they were grumpy about it. Thanks to Jonah, we laugh. We laugh and we remember God is in charge. It's better to remember that from the beginning. That way we can skip the storm, the whale getting spit out, all to end up doing what we were avoiding to start. Unless you become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. It's easier to let God be in charge and be his children. 
Jonah reminds us that it's cleaner too. <laughs> Let us pray. Lord, we see the ways that you are in charge of our lives and we see our tendencies to run. Even as we run from you, we ask that you might coach us back to your kingdom plan and give us the courage to follow. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>